cancel plans for me. I cancel lives on you. Say I'll be back early. Welcome to Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, the trans radio show you never knew you needed. You're welcome. I'm your host, Juno Motherfucking Tempest. With me in the studio, I have a, a couple guests. One is on the way. Um, like let's let's start with our latest guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, Juno, I'm Patrick Holbert, and uh, we just met like 12 hours ago. So I'm so excited to be entrusted to join you in the studio. Crazy, crazy! Oh my God, connections. We love it, <laughs> and you are. Fox oh, Coker. I okay. There we go. I hear it now. You switched seats on me, so I forgot the mic. Musical chairs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Fox Coker. Who are you? You're you're my boyfriend or yeah. something. Yeah, I'm the one that shows up every week in the set chair. That's fucking great. You know, reliability is something I I really look for in a man. In a partner, but, you know, preferably one who's a man. We, we all have our preferences, right? <laughs> uh, starting right off with some problematic discourse. <laughs> I am Juno Tempest. I'm so good at making things, uh, just keeping things super surface. And I'm like, oh, if the, I, I can't tell if this is tense or not between the two of them. So I'll just compliment Fox's shirt. You have the coolest shirt with the most beautiful flowers on it. Oh, thank and you. And the flowers are the exact same color as this contrast wall in this room. It's this bright orange. And I'm like, it. there's no other place on the planet that that shirt would fit more perfectly. It's almost as if we planned it this way yeah it's incredible i talked some people in painting into painting their whole kitchen that that orange color one time just hazard orange they, they're like we got to paint i was like dude you got to do orange like orange and the whole fucking kitchen was orange and My, you were born in florida so it makes sense <laughs> it just does make sense <laughs> i yes please dig on florida all the time i feel bad i think florida gets shit on too much i think there's a really, lot of good people in florida uh, well like there are, are also an awful lot of uh shock articles yeah. and they begin with naked florida man does yeah. such and such are you familiar with the florida man twitter account no uh there's a twitter account because so many articles start with the phrase florida man uh you know fucks does an this, alligator yeah. or whatever <laughs> uh a, a, a comic I, I don't think i could say his name because i don't think he's attached himself to the twitter account he started yeah. that account years ago and it's it's oh my God, a very successful hilarious. twitter feed and i think there's like other projects in the work works but i don't know uh but yeah uh florida is a fascinating place the the, the one zombie man do you mm. remember the the one case he bit you the foot face off of the, the homeless person the bath salts. oh yeah they, it turned out he was not on mdpv bath salts Mm. And like it was somewhat assumed, and at the same time, they were really trying to stir up a scare with that drug because it, it was a terrible fucking I mean, drug. It must have been drugs, though. Right? I know. I think he just had a psychotic break. Oh god! It was yeah. like he didn't. It was and so so, but they utilized that to then criminalize yeah. that because right. it was legal. Yeah, and it was. I mean, that was some nasty shit. Fucking war on drugs is ridiculous. Although you know, people people will find out like drug 
Like bad drugs are bad. Well, that was a yeah. research chem that came out after the two C categories because two uh, mm. C B was the first one. And apparently, that was really good. Like it was a quality. You know, I really want to try some. It's gone. They legalized two C B first because it was the best one. And what are those letters? Is that like the molecule? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, then so then two C I and two C E came out, which are like analogs of two C B. And those were legal for a while. And then, then. Uh, I I think that the basalts came out, and that then they they looped them all together. Well, here's the thing with that specific incident with the face eating. Like maybe they weren't on bath salts, but like we've all been suffering the L train this summer. Like there are days <laughs> I get off the train, I want to eat somebody's face off. Yes, it can be rage inducing. So maybe they just had yeah. a bad day. Yeah. Florida, I imagine the heat is way worse. You know, but like they gotta. Whew. Humidity. I mean, that's that's terrible. Yeah, I don't think I could survive in Florida. I think I would just be like, yeah, I'm too smart to live here. Although, wait, <laughs> I, I was in Canada. Call me pretentious, but you know, I offered a homeless man. You know, no, it was the other way around. In Florida, I gave the homeless guy my bottle of water because that's all I had, and I was leaving a club, and I was. I was I felt good. It was like, all right, here you go, dude. And then I went to Canada and had a similar experience. And I was passing by a homeless guy and he asked me for something. I don't, I don't have anything. I you know, I just left the club. I was lucky I got left with my jacket. And then I then I was like, Oh wait, I got this water. So I rushed up to him, I was like, Here you go and he's like, What's that, vodka? It's like, No, it's water. He's like, I don't want that. <laughs> he was so disgusted and like upset with me. I was like, "Whoa, um, you know, <laughs> you know." I guess he, uh, there's a little bit higher quality of homelessness up here. I don't know. Well, or- yeah, Canadians are just like much more upfront about drinking. Like, I have uh, this. Uh, she's my mentor, uh, Casey Plett. Uh, she she's a wonderful uh, trans woman novelist. Uh, she wrote a safe girl to love. Mm. Um, published by Topside Press. Uh, But, like, she can fucking drink the house down. I could not keep up with this woman if I wanted to. Well, in Canada, you got to stay warm somehow, even if it means just numbing your entire body. They just drink vodka from fucking, like, coffee mugs throughout the day. Yeah. It's Sneaky drinking. It's not sneaky drinking. Well, it's totally like everyone, accepted. Everyone does it. Yeah. Inconspicuously, you know, yeah. socially accepted. But, you know, you got to stay lit 24-7 my when favorite, it's that cold and there's that little to do. My favorite trick for sneaky drinking was buying a, uh, like a, like a 16-ounce bottle of ginger ale, pouring two-thirds of it out in the gutter, and then refilling the rest with... Jack Daniels, and then just getting on the train to go about my day. Go for like a ride. Nice Doesn't everyone to... do that? <laughs> yeah, that's like, I think you can order that at Dunkin' Donuts now. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's like the pre-ritual to walk to the club. Right. Uh, it's got a water bottle with something in it. Yeah. Yeah. Alcoholism. I used to be like that when I was in my early 20s. Not so much anymore. You must be in your 20s still, though. Oh. Amazing skin. <laughs> when I don't know what to talk about, I just start complimenting people. I'm like, That's... all right, I'll start with Fox's shirt, go to Juno's skin quality. Uh, Everybody looks great. Yeah. Um, no, we are forever I'm, in our 20s. I'm 32. <laughs> I'm 32. Um, I'm an old school faggot. 
Uh, I'm so like, glad you're I using cannot. that word. I used that word on stage last night, and I have to admit, I was I was like, do I say this word? Because at that point, we had sort of uh, created a rapport. This was at St. Mm-hmm. Mark's, yeah. under St. Mark's Theater last night. I was performing, and uh, there's a joke I do, and I say the word faggot, and it's... Um, it's a word that I, I know is very painful for a lot of people, uh, but I it's just the truth of, like, I was called that name in, in high school and mm-hmm. college by my, like, oldest friends, because uh, I was, like, good at art. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I say that as a setup to one of my jokes, and um, every time I do, I'm like, do I need to stop saying this word? Um I mean, I know you're not the authority that can say, yeah, that's fine to say. Oh, I, I am the authority. She thinks she is. <laughs> I know, yes. I am. Hey. Okay. Not, I, was not, so, not, I was not dethroning your authority. All right. My, <laughs> my take on the use of slurs is like, if you, if you belong to that category to some extent and you identify with it um, through like lived experience then like sure why not like i use the word faggot because i came out as a gay dude when i was 15 mm-hmm. you know and then at 28 i transitioned and now i'm a transgender woman now nah, i'm like i'm a tranny yeah like, so that I, word i can also, say tranny right, because right transition is my experience i can also say transsexual right which like is not it's it's very uncouth for a cis person to to refer to someone as a transsexual yeah so for, but or a, for trans- a cis person it's just best for them to say she's a woman or that person is a woman a woman or, or a trans woman trans woman a trans is an adjective mm-hmm yeah, but you're still a woman. You, you just when you, you, it's not your right to assume what. Yeah, they are. but like the the point is that like people will often say, "Oh, I've never met a trans before. Right. I've never met a transgender or transgendered before." And I'm like, "Nah, uh huh, bitch. I'm a woman. You're gonna respect that. And if you don't, I I know." I'm going to have a hell of a good time roasting the fuck out of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause like if you insult me to that point, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, I could either get angry or I could have fun. And the name of the show. So I, uh, I thought you said last night that the name of the show is the sad trainee radio hour. Is it radio hour? The name of this show is Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, right here on Radio Poetry. Free Brooklyn. So it is trainee. Trainee, yes. Like trainee, so, like new to the job. So we can exactly. So, so it's not cis sad people tranny. Can, no. Okay. Because uh, I heard trainee last night, and then today, hearing you talk, I'm like, wait, did I get the name of the show wrong? No, it's trainee for a reason, so the cisgenders can say it. Okay. And also, so my trans siblings don't get really pissed at me and throw rocks right yeah i mean i don't need a call out post so many of us are trying to do our best and learn as we go and uh, i appreciate uh it seems that you have a lot higher tolerance for people being a little bit clumsy like even last night i said something like uh oh what did i say It, it, it led us to a little interaction about what your pronouns are and mm-hmm. I, I, I came very close to saying, what are your preferred pronouns, which I just in the last year learned 
preferred pronoun is not really acceptable because it's not what the person prefers. It's just oh yeah, it's what a required is their, pronoun. It's just what is their pronouns. Uh, yeah. So so that was like a fun little moment, and it feels like I'm I'm getting better at all of this. Well, that's good. You know, that's that's um, part of the reason that I have, uh, you know, white cishet dudes come in and talk on my radio show because, like, it's important to um, it's important to recognize that, like, dudes have to, uh, like, dudes can learn, like, you know, dudes can get better, uh, but also, like recognizing that behavior is a step in the right direction toward um, deconstructing toxic masculinity, which is kind of my ulterior motive for this show Um, is like just, uh, I guess like hearing from men who uh, are actively deconstructing their toxic masculinity by learning. Yeah. Well, I think uh, becoming woke, yeah, if you will, yeah, like, uh, well, I think that's great. First of all, that that's your ulterior motive. I, I think ulterior uh, connotes like some kind of um, neg- negative yeah. plan or something. But I think that's a great plan, and I think that's amazing. Um, uh, ultimately, chaotic good, right? Yeah, uh, and yeah, toxic mascul- masculinity. Um, God, so much of the shame and repression in my life comes directly from uh, being unsure of like the kind of man I'm supposed to be, or especially in my 20s, like I'm 38. So in my 20s in New York, trying to date people, trying to decide what kind of sex I wanted, what kind of sex partners I wanted, yeah, all of those things, it's so confusing to... Um, to try to sort out like what what are my actual desires and which desires are okay to talk about and express to people and which ones should I keep secret so that I can still fit in as this regular dude, you know? Um, so, yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, I, so I've struggled a lot as a trans woman with being the dirty little secret, mm. you know? Um but, like, I came to, uh, like, there were times when I hated it, but there were times when I found it to be a very valuable experience for me. It, it allowed me to have these sexual interactions with men um, in, like, this kind of healthy way um, without, like, it, like, we were just, like, very honest with each other. Like, oh, he has a girlfriend or a wife, but, like... He comes to me every once in a while. He treats me nice. He buys me like buys me dinner or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gets me a car home or whatever. Uh, it, like throws a little my way every <laughs> once in a while when I need it. Um, so like though I I found those kind of like dirty little secret situations to be quite all right. Like. You know, I'm fine being the the side piece, um, but also like there was a lot I didn't like about it. Yeah. So like, part part of the reason that Fox is always like allowed on the show, not allowed, always welcome, uh, is because he's like very open and honest 
with everyone around him about the fact that he's in a relationship with me. Um, and like, they know that I'm a trans woman yeah, and they respect my pronouns. Um, they like respect me as a woman. Um, and like, that's a pretty rare behavior, uh, based on my experience. So like what, like that was my little ramble about like the dirty little secret thing. Because yeah. like not everyone, the, the thing is like not everyone is prepared to deal with like the reality of what you do. Um, like there, there are groups of people where that's okay to be open with them, but there are groups of people where it's not like, I can't talk to my family about what a big slut I am. Like they don't yeah. want to know that. Right. Right. That's like, knowing your audience yeah yeah and that's something my wife and i are sort of struggling with is what we talk we have a podcast and what we talk about which things we share which has now become everything but we just kind of disclaim it uh at the top of our show like hey if you're a family member we're going to talk about sex we're going to talk about genitals that's we're going to talk about our awesome. open marriage uh so you may not want to listen <laughs> there's balls on the mic <laughs> balls on the mic what you know, talking about private parts. Oh, yeah. 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 Sometimes. I mean, it takes balls to talk about that. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like, part of the reason that I have my stage name is uh, to, like, separate my, my muggle life from my, my magical existence in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my family only needs to know me as name redacted. I, I changed my name legally. Uh, but, like, that's my muggle name. Uh-huh. And I've I, never heard that term. What uh, is muggle? I've heard dead name. Well, so, yeah, dead name is... Yeah, there was that that uh, clown, clowny, mimey person. At the uh, show last night? Yeah, yeah, had my dead name. Please don't say it. But, uh... <laughs> Oh, okay. Like, he had my dead name. Oh, I forget his name already. So Well, that's good. I, I know one of three options it would have been. I got everybody mixed up last night. Yeah. Um, but, like, ah, uh, that's... What was I going on about? Well, one thing I want to... A muggle name is, is oh, it's just muggle your name plain versus dead street name. name. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not the it's, dead name. It's, it's what, gotcha. what the, the It's what I put people, on my on It's my from taxes. Harry Potter. Oh, okay. The, muggle, the muggles are the ones that don't go to the magical world. Okay. Gotcha. But I am very magical. I am Juno Tempest, the siren of Bushwick. <laughs> you am... truly are magical because I'm up on stage last night doing material about exploring cross-dressing and my feminine side and sleeping with other people who are not my wife and mm -hmm. seeing a sex worker for about 12, maybe it's 12 or 15 people who we're just sort of looking at me blankly oh, and, yeah. and many I of my jokes are very funny. And I'm like, are these, I can't tell if they think this is funny or not at all. And you were this magical presence giving me laughs and some applause from behind the bar. And I was like, thank God Juno's here because, uh, I mean, I was getting laughs, but it was not going nearly as well as it usually does. And I was just like, this yeah. is so interesting. Well, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that crowd is a little more like, queer conscious like there are some dummies there are some dummies that come through there yeah um well and also at i the think open mic i mean but like suicide nights like 
people who are like so concerned about mental illness tend to be very, very like morose about it. Yeah. Like uh, they're collecting diagnoses should not be your hobby (laughs) is all I'm saying. Like I'm mentally ill. Yes. I'm fucking crazy. Do I need a diagnosis of, uh, borderline personality disorder and to be taking a bunch of medications. No, I just need to learn how to handle my fucking shit on my own. Well, I think something that happens too in with topics like these, um, if the crowd is too woke, like I do think there's a thing of like too woke. Uh, I think it's good to be woke, but I think when you want to fight every fight that comes up, it makes you yeah. too defensive. And I think it's also when you lose, then then like this overreaction comes. Yeah, and willing to attack anyone. It doesn't matter if whose side you're on. Like, yeah, well, my point has been lost, so I'm attacking. Yeah. Well, it's also like a practice of dogma. Like, like humans are human. Everyone fucks up. It's okay. Yeah. You know, like. So in other words, the left has lost its mind as much as the right in the situation we're, yeah. we're presented with in yeah. life. I also I also look this way. So when I go on stage, I present as very cis, very het. I don't yeah. even know if I'm saying those words correctly. You are. <laughs> but I present like this. And once people hear me say the word trans or sex worker or um, uh, polyamory or whatever, once I mention a topic that might be very important to them and that mm-hmm. they are fighting the good fight for, they many times assume I'm about to ridicule that thing. Really, I'm celebrating it and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm becoming, I'm getting close to being very proud of like this life that I have. I'm still, I still have my hangups. It takes a uh, lot of work. Oh, hi. Yeah. Hey. Hi, I'm so glad you could make it, my dear. Uh, no, you're fine. The L train is fine. Um, yes, perfect timing. So there are some headphones there for you, my darling. How's it going? Um, I'm ooh, Patrick. I love the nails. Oh, thank you. I just got yeah. Well, those tell. are incredible. All right, so we'll we'll just uh, get this a little closer. Feel What's the term adjust? for that tip? That new tip everybody's doing. Stiletto. Yeah, those are incredible. And I love seeing you in your boy look with these amazing stiletto, like, ultra gloss nails. People seem to notice them more when I'm dressed like this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I love that they're a nude. I love a good, like, nude claw. They are dark enough that when I wear black, it reads as dark. Yeah. And if I wear light colors, it's just... Yeah. Brown's a great neutral color. Mr. taught me about that. Like, but Mr. will, like... Do more of like a, a subdued Barbie pink. Yes. That as a nude rather than like I prefer more like mauve or like brownish, kind of almost purplish a nude. I was under the impression that I'd be in the sun a lot more, so I thought this was gonna be my color by this time of summer. Ah. Can so only these are the so, so you're on stage at night fully presenting in drag, mm-hmm. but by day you're going about everyday life with Full nails. Yes, that's incredible. It's, what, uh, I can still, you know, I can, I can still do activities. Here, yeah, <laughs> let's make sure Sorry. we're talking there into we the go. mic. Yeah, and there's, there's a beer right down there for you if you'd like. What? Yes, that is all yeah. you. I'm happy to open it if your nails. No, see, this is, will not allow it. Yeah, make, make Please. Fox do it. <laughs> no, this problem. is why I keep him around. Cans are our enemy number one. when you have? Nails oh yeah, <laughs> it's like money down the yeah. drain. Yeah. <laughs> Salute. 
Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Welcome, everyone. Nice to meet everybody. I'm glad to have you guys all on. So, Viva, um, tell us, introduce yourself a little bit to our audience here on um, Sad Trainee Poetry Hour sure. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, I My name is Viva Vidalia. I'm a drag performer in based in New York City, but perform wherever the money takes me, um, which is a good business As model. One must, yeah. <laughs> I've been performing now for 10 years. Fuck Whoa. yeah. Yeah. Um, you are. A I'm a live special. singer, actress, host, um, pseudo comedian, and comedian, comedian. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Funny person. Double N E. And a uh, fashion designer. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad to have you on the show. Yes. I'm glad it finally happened. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. We do this show every week, and I, I look for a rotating um, panel of guests, so you're welcome on the show whenever. Uh, tell us, um, you have a, a show tonight? I do, right yeah. around the corner from here, actually, at, at The Vault BK. It's 248 McKibben. It's a show called Viva and Her Diva. Uh, I'm Viva, and then there's always a guest. Nice. Who's the diva, mm-hmm. uh, or deep, whatever they want to be called, um, and it's fun. It, it's kind of become like a talk show where I just sit there mm-hmm. and ask the guest a bunch of questions, and then I have them do a number when I get I run out of things to say. Uh, I've also been doing this for ten years, so my whole thing now in drag is just figuring out how at every show I can be seated. <laughs> I, that is so fucking real i'm just i'm over heels but you ha- it's a yeah. necessary evil you have to do i don't it. even wear heels at my shows anymore because i um like i host genre reassignment brooklyn's only trans open mic at yes. uh at uh branded saloon every <laughs> third monday and um yeah now like i used to get all dressed up for it and da 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 but now I'm like, well, this I, I'm doing comedy now. And also, like, this is, it's a trans open mic. I want to be, like, a realistic trans woman in front of all these real trans people in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, I got a beard. I got a beard because I have to, like, let my facial hair grow for a couple days before electrolysis. It fucking sucks. I lose, like, six days of my life to feeling ugly. Like every month or so, but you know it's like fucking worth it because every like every treatment I just see less and less. Yeah, and you know, electrolysis is no joke. Yeah, um, I host a show uh, on Fridays at this bar called Rock Bar with my best friend Lilith Lefay, who's a beautiful trans woman. Yes, um, and she did electrolysis the day of the show. And mm-hmm. then thought it'd be a good idea to put makeup oh, on top no. of it. No, it's honey, like, no. What, it's like a severe sunburn, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you're it's literally, laser. your skin yeah. is singed. It's oh. Oh. an electrified needle yeah. stuck in your face and zapped. And then the, the dead hair with the follicle is pulled out. Mm-hmm. And that is done several thousand Hundred times. times. Hundreds yeah. of thousands of times. All yeah. And, it, it's, and how many rounds will you do? Uh, it just, I'm gonna do as many rounds as i can until it, i'm it's done. gone yeah yeah um but like i i'm really lucky to live in new york because medicaid um through amita care mm-hmm. i'm able to have electrolysis done at this like really high end uh like uh esthetician's office or whatever 
uh, Neos Spa does my electrolysis, and uh, Amita Care covers it 100% facial. That's uh, so great. Yeah. Otherwise, like that same spa, I'd be paying 200 bucks yeah. an hour. Yeah. And I do I two hour get, sessions. Can you know? I get my insurance to pay for me to get that around my butthole? You yeah. know, I wish, I wish you could. I wish you could. Why don't you want like, hair on your butthole? I just, I, it gets so, you know, filthy in there. You know, it'd be good to just like do less you maintenance. Yeah. You know? You can oh my God, shave. what a nightmare. How does the, how does the shaving work though? Is there mirrors oh involved? Oh my God. You, a little you... squat here and there. Viva, have you ever shaved your ass? No. Never? No, I'm very, I'm, I'm very proud about having my hairy ass. Well, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad because I've always hated my hairy ass. So I learned as like back in my days of faggotry, uh, you know. Is that the memoir number one? uh, My days of faggotry. Yeah. Back in (laughs) back in my days of faggotry. Juno Tempest. Uh, I pay good money for that show. Actually, Yeah. Waiting to happen. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't do that. I, how would I advertise it? It would have to be word of well, mouth. What's, what's you would the, just have to do it in Facebook. Hell's Kitchen. They say faggot all the time. Or, or what's the equivalent of trainee poetry hour for the for the f word? Um, I don't know what. Well, I mean, like that's Fagouli. that's <laughs> what? What? Like mean? Italian pasta? That's, I, uh, it just came off the top oh, of my head. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's mean that's a, in Italian. Fagouli. I don't. <laughs> Got to have the handshake in there. Oh my yeah. god! Uh, but yeah, electrolysis. When she got the electrolysis, um, she was incredibly mean to me, and then the oh. next day she like apologized. Yeah. Well, it it will hurts. fuck you yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I, I, I do my butt, it. I just won't wear makeup on it. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god, you that shouldn't. must. But if you get electrolysis. On your asshole, and then you go to use the bathroom. Oh yeah, that would be the worst experience of your life. I guess well, you get fast leading up. I to mean, it. okay, can I can I ask a probing question? Sure. While we're talking about butts, let's probe. Yeah, uh, that that was the joke. Um, <laughs> do you do you do you like things in your butt? I, I do. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll put cool. some stuff up there. Nice. Keep my wallet and keys <laughs> in there if I'm going jogging. Uh, Ho- hopefully pot. inside of like a like a butt plug purse yeah, type situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the next fashion. Practical. Butt plug butt plug purses. Well, have you ever been seen? Done. Have you ever seen the the toy the plug called the pig hole? What? It's just like is it this gaper. It's yeah. It's just like a, oh my a, God, a hollow yes. ring that yes. goes in. So <laughs> once you get that thing in there, which I have no experience with, I've just talked about it. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you could really just drop anything from like a three foot height. Like you could just drop anything. <laughs> Can I just like coins down caps, the well? Coins, oh yeah. I want to give it. A wish. I want to. <laughs> yes. Speaking of, my I, ass is a wishing well. There we go. I my wishes came true when I saw. So I have a sex Twitter with like a decent amount of followers, and I I follow mostly like gay porn stars. Um, like after I met Ricky Roman randomly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ricky Roman of Cocky Boys, uh, you know, at like Museum of Sex, um, like, you know, he and I are acquainted now, but so like, I, I just like follow all these gay porn stars and one of them is, uh, Seamus O'Reilly 
He's this like five foot seven, like ginger otter. And uh, he's really into fisting. Like he's a fisting bottom. Being fisted. Yeah, okay. he likes being fisted. He's a, a like a piss pig, which I fucking love. And there's this video that he posted where he had a, like a daddy like pissing into that very uh, yeah, like toy a- you, you were talking about. Where it's like it just causes the asshole to gape, and just you like can a piss put anything. Enema. Yeah, and he took oh, a was, lot there was of it. waterfalls going on. He took, also. And there, yeah, it was. Yeah, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the first night I met you, Unless I woke up in the yellow. morning, and you, you got to see this. That's that's Seamus's pot of gold right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh he and he was thoroughly enjoying it. I, he's so filthy. I, I love it. I haven't experienced piss yet, but I do. I can't. I, I can only imagine that like uh, uh, like hot piss running down my chest would feel very nice, like almost therapeutic. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't realize I was into pee until like, you know, like I've had ex-boyfriends who like piss on me in the shower mm-hmm. as like a joke. And I'm like, ah, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> but you're like, but, but you're like going, moving but like, closer. Oh my God. Yes. Happening. Haze me. Haze me. <laughs> I daddy. think that's the point of it where you're like, no, I'm not no. in control right in the yeah. second. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, then I had, um, like, I, I so there was this one time where, I was hosting genre reassignment, Brooklyn's only trans open mic. Uh, you better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that no, that's the subtitle. That there. is, that is the way it is said. It's like when people call me Viva and I'm like, yes, my name is Viva Vidalia. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Viva Vidalia. Yeah. Exactly. I am Juno Tempest. Juno Tempest, Siren of Bushwick. Right. You know, <laughs> it's good to have a tagline. Uh, so like back when I was, it was like back when this was at Metro. Um, but uh, love my, that place, by the way. Yeah. Oh, uh, as a Fridays, cishet, I'll say that that's a wonderful, wonderful place. Fridays, jazz, mm-hmm. go. It is so fucking good. Live and, jazz. Yeah, live jazz, and they're doing it like year round now. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Every single Friday, so it's really exciting. I need to go to a good local drag show, so I'm so glad Viva's here. And I, yeah. I have, I've never gone to one at the Metropolitan. Uh, so, but I I've mean, known Gary, the bartender, for years. Oh yeah, Gary's uh, so lovely. Yeah, I love him, and uh, he's also a comedian. He yeah, does, like that's the only reason I've ever gone was to do his show a few times. Funny, um, haha, funny, queer. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at so Metropolitan Bar. And I hope to be back. I was recently at the duplex at an open mic talking about an experience I had oh in a sex dungeon. And Ooh. Gary was there and he was like, you need to come tell that story at my show. So hopefully I'll be back at the Metropolitan. What is your experience That's in a awesome. sex dungeon? Uh, so I, I went to a couple CFNM parties. Oh, uh-huh. uh, clothed female, nude male. Um, and yeah, I, I so am fun. like... A very punctual person, uh, and punctuality is weird with sex parties because no you get there time early. Time. Yeah, yeah, you get there early, and then it's like like weird small talk for like two hours. See, I kind of enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, because I am like as a, a trans femme top, I like to assert my dominance in the room from the get go. So I show up early and I just walk around like I'm better than everyone. You charm. She's not everyone. joking. And then. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm really not. He, he, he knows firsthand. Um, but like, 
that that's one of my favorite things is to show up early and just assert my dominance from the from the start and then people just kind of orbit me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then i get my pick and i have to do zero work i think i got a text once i'm going to mark my territory <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah on somebody <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's yeah. so sweet. I love that you two have this uh, foundation of a of a relationship, and uh, I assume you both have your separate experiences. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, well, I do have to uh, suck a little corporate nonprofit cock right now. Uh, I'll get the of paper towels. My boyfriend. Uh, no, I swallow, honey. <laughs> Let's clean up. Yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> As you may already know, one of the few ways Radio Free Brooklyn is able to generate revenue to keep our station on the air is by offering affordable podcast recording services to people in the community. If you're thinking about starting a new podcast or just want to get yours out of your kitchen and into a professional studio where it belongs, RFB offers low hourly rate, which includes a technician. So all you need to do is show up and record. As a special thanks to our live listeners, we're offering an amazing discount through September 1st. Just use the coupon code STP when scheduling, and you'll get 20% off the cost of your first recording with us. Just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash podcast studio and enter your coupon code to get your discount. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash podcast studio and use coupon code STP before September 1st. And, uh, you know, we, we're a nonprofit organization here at Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, we are a 501c3 nonprofit, and our mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community to promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or, better yet, a monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to stay on the air, so please support our independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. Remember, all contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. And speaking of donations, if you would like to uh, sponsor my show, Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, the trans radio show you never knew you needed, you're welcome. Uh, You can do so. I I pay a meager, uh, like... Uh, studio fee, we'll call it. It's $35 a month. Um, if I had like two or three people who just want to send like 10 bucks a month my way, um, then we could pay for this show that helps amplify trans, the voices of trans artists, uh, including my own, Juno Tempest. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard being a trans artist. So, uh, be a true trans ally and donate to, uh, rfb.nyc slash stp. That's rfb.nyc slash stp. Uh, and, you know, I have rent to pay. So if you want to send me money, my Venmo is at Juno Tempest. 
Help, help, a, help a poor transgender woman out. Send me money. Venmo at Juno Tempest. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, thank you for bearing with me, y'all. No problem. We got to pay bills. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was, so when I, when I asked you if I could do the show and I came here, I decided to catch up on all your episodes. So I went on Which, the website. This great. is a mark of a professional. Yes, Thank you, Viva Vidalia, for doing your research. Yeah, don't mind listen. that I came 15 minutes late, but I did well, listen to all your episodes. That's great. Um, and that is, I worked in the nonprofit sector before I started doing drag full time. And so I really appreciate that you do that and that they make you do it. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. Like this is, this is, an amazing thing that I have here at my disposal. You know, I've been doing like doing my own thing with the trans open mic. Like that was all, all me, all the production. But now here I have radio free Brooklyn giving me a platform with all the infrastructure built in. Um, if you are interested in starting your own show here on radio free Brooklyn, you know, just uh, submit a show proposal um, then you can be on the air like me and listen to your own voice and love it every minute of it. <laughs> what about that topic of the hour? Oh, yeah. Um, so the topic is like uh, deconstructing toxic masculinity. Uh, I, I just want to give a shout out to Microcosm Publishing. Uh, they publish a zine that we carry at Catland Books at... Uh, 987 uh, Flushing Avenue. You can find me there, me, Juno Tempest, uh, every Wednesday and Thursday from noon to 8 p.m. We are open seven days a week. And you can buy a copy of this very zine by Microcosm Publishing. Uh, the name of the zine is Detox Your Masculinity, How Cultural Bullshit Fucks Up Men's Body Image, What to Look For and What to Do About It by Faith G. Harper, Ph.D., LPC-S-A-C-S, and uh, Aaron Sepp, M.D., M.B.A. That's so cool. That they should be giving that out in second grade, like, recess to or health class or whatever. I Dodgeball. think they should just be handing it out at every, uh, at every, like, warehouse party in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be a much more um, effective use of, like, Guerrilla education. Sure. But once you guerrilla get over activism. When you get over that fence, like, shouldn't it be the interest more positive masculinity? Or just, or would you just drop the word? I know, you know, it's, is it toxic masculinity and masculinity? Like, cause it doesn't have to be positive masculinity. Isn't it just masculinity and test, you know? So how do we get back, get to masculinity to this acceptable and like moving away from like, I mean, when you're subject to toxic masculinity, it kind of seems a little bit hard to define what the fuck is that. And then it's like, then trying to understand, well, what does it mean to be masculine? I mean, it's mm-hmm. working at a daycare, like probably was the biggest thing for me, like getting to understand what it means to be important as a man in a child's life and really, really, really matter. Like, cause I, I, I worked with 50 women and there was two dudes in that whole daycare. Mm. <clears throat> and so I'd be stuck in the rooms with the worst kids. And as worst kids, I mean, their mother was not around 17 years old, 18. And the grandmother took him, um, one kid, Dominic, his, 
his grandma asked her, do you, do you want to go to daycare or do you want to spend the day with your mom? He said, I want to go to daycare. Like, mm-hmm, so it was, yeah. it was rough. And like these kids, like they have the, you know, lots of issues, but like they just need love. Yeah. And like exactly. being there and like, there's this un- unconditional love and it's, it's a great, cool. it, it was a great thing to learn. Perhaps. Well, I think what masculinity is, at least the way that I look at it, isn't necessarily something that is gendered. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, um, exactly. so I think the toxic comes in like you, when you believe that masculinity is only reserved to male or yeah, man, yeah. that's toxic because yeah. of, I mean, everyone, whatever gender you decide to subscribe to or are, uh, has mm-hmm. feminine and masculine qualities to you. And if you're not in touch with it, you're, you're not in, you're not, you know psychologically stable i mean you have to be in touch with both sides of yourself right so like things i mean i my mom is very masculine sometimes when she was punching me in the face i think that was masculine <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and my father is very feminine too in some aspects can't think of any right now but he was mm-hmm. so i think that's that's maybe that's how you start to drop the the toxic from yeah you're just like yes Children don't necessarily need a man and a woman, but they do need masculine and feminine. Yes. Well, they, I, they need, like, I feel like children need just a very nurturing human in their life. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I also worked as a preschool teacher for the U.S. Department of the Army for three and a half years. Um, I was fired after like nine months into my transition, mm-hmm. um, which was part of the, three and a half years that I took care of kids. Um, and one interesting thing I found is like, I, I transferred facilities so that the kids that I was teaching wouldn't have to like, I like there would be no explanation necessary to young children. Those parents wouldn't have to deal with those repercussions. It's not my proudest moment, but it just would have been way too difficult for me to handle. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. So I started at a new facility, um, you know, using my now legal name. Um, and, you know, it, it was like so, so interesting to be like this, like trans, this trans woman taking care of very, very young children. And I actually had a few parents who were like, I really appreciate the fact that my child gets to be in a classroom with um, with someone as caring as you who, you know, will, will shape them in a very healthy way. Mm-hmm. Like they were proud to have their child being taught by a trans woman. Um, and that was very empowering for me. But like part of that is just being able to like nip, nip those toxic behaviors in the bud a little bit. Like make kids think, give them, like give a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. That's great. About like positive and negative behavior. Yeah. In regards to gender. I just had this interesting moment uh, driving around the neighborhood today. I drove past, or no, I was walking the dog and uh, I saw a guy who's probably in his late 20s, early 30s um, with a child, uh, a young kid, probably between eight and 10 years old. And they were like shadow boxing on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I projected what I assumed was going on. I I projected that it was this older guy saying to this young kid, 
don't be a pussy. You got to learn how to fight. This is how you fight. This is how you throw a punch. And he's like, kind of like, like he's towering over this young man, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I projected all of my issues on it. It could have been very nurturing, loving, because uh, I, I will argue that I think people should know how to fight and defend yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was it that very like yeah, confidence, confidence building yeah. scenario. I don't know. know what was going on there, but I, I think there's a situation in which that could have been toxic and it could have been ingraining and yeah. instilling these socialized toxic ideas um so that's that's a thing to think about too is like uh how how do you have these father-son moments Um, did did you have that um no i my dad uh he was pretty much absent um so i i never really had it directly from him uh a lot of it came from peers uh where it was toxic like we did call each other pussy and faggot and all those words um so it was always like the negative side of things. I was definitely more afraid of the man at home than the bullies at school. Yeah. Like whatever the fuck they could do to me, like trying to stand up for myself to them was, was far more of a threat. What I had to deal with back at home. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I wish I had a man to say, no, no, no. Like you have power, you have strength. This is how you use it, but you don't go around in, in it's, you know, the, the, the idea that the meek shall inherit the earth, but like, don't not not the meek. It's those who have, know how to use their swords but keep them sheathed. Yeah, shall inherit the earth. Mm. Like you have power, no one to use it, no one to keep it, and like, and you can utilize that so much more. And it's like having that strength, like, is so important. Like it was like just like within the past few years, I re- like had to like engage with positive psychology and like say to myself. I am good. Like I go up to the club, like it doesn't matter fuck who I want to be with. I can score these people. That doesn't make me a terrible person. Like it's just realizing that no, my shit is good. It's not, I'm not fucking terrible. Cause if you, you you live in the void of positivity, like the negative just is always there. Mm. Yeah. So Viva Mm -hmm. Vidalia, uh, what, what has your experience been with like just kind of being, um, more like, I, if I'm making an assumption, please correct me. But like, did you grow up kind of a more effeminate male, like oh, I did? Uh, now looking back, yes. Fully didn't realize that as I was growing up, though. Oh yeah, me neither. I was like, I'm just being me. <laughs> yeah. No, um, <laughs> but I'm also so it was. I mean, growing up, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very, I say very Latino person because I was born in El Salvador and I came here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Latino culture is so gendered that even our language yeah. is gendered. Right. Why mm-hmm. a pen is masculine and a pencil is feminine? Who knows? But it is in Spanish. Um. So I was taught to be like, not even just like, it was very instilled in me that you are a man, you are a man, and this is the way men behave. Um, and I was always kind of drawn to uh, things that I guess would be considered more feminine. So like mm-hmm. music and theater and singing and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and my father kind of clashed quite a bit on stuff. Like I went to school for music first and he like, I don't have a son anymore. I like he couldn't understand uh, why I didn't want to like. I'm so sorry. I hated to play soccer. He didn't get that. I he didn't understand why I didn't want to be like a doctor and mm. make lots of money mm. and and find a wife that I can provide for. 
I'm like, because I want to be the wife that somebody provides for <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, or, well, now, husband. But, yeah. Uh, I also, I, so, um, fun fact about me, I was five foot nine in fifth grade. Me and my twin brother, which is oh, very damn. tall. Yeah. Um, and I've, uh, I've just always been a bigger person. So, like, nobody was fucking with me. So I never, yeah. even though I was kind of effeminate and very loud. Um, mm-hmm. So you would have been my best friend because I was like five foot nine and like 90 pounds. Probably. And so like, yeah. I, that was, that was my friends. Um, <laughs> and also since fifth grade up until now, I've only grown in height two inches. I'm now 5'11". Isn't that funny? I'm 5'11". <laughs> People as well. like we were being, me and my twin brother were being scouted by like, like high school like basketball leagues and, and oh because they were like oh like, these kids it, are super who tough. is that that's is your, fucked is your brother uh more feminine more masculine than you yeah so that's really funny i i my my twin brother is a queen honey uh-huh. like, which is funny because oh i God, actually I am it. a drag queen right right <laughs> um and he's just like <laughs> so i i think we're i mean we're twins so if you believe that theory that it's like you know it's split into two the the soul is split into two as well as the body. Like mm-hmm. he got the he got the queen, and I actually just got the the queen career. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he gay? I think so. I don't know. I know he has a boyfriend. He's never actually said to me he's gay. Interesting. So I don't want to. Yeah. Ass- or, I mean, there's I like, like there's nothing Catholic wrong with it. Family. No, we grew up. Uh, I was a Baptist. Baptist oh. Christian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, stomping and a clapping in church every Sunday, which is actually really interesting. Uh, my parents thought I liked going to church because I was really into God, and I'm like, no, it's the only place that I can sing without you calling me a faggot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh clapping. Lovely clapping. I love to clap on the two and the four. Who knew, there we go. Who knew church it. would be a shelter from toxic masculinity? Oh, no. no. I guess only, nah. the, only the, the, the song, the singing and swaying is... Yeah. yeah. It is, I mean, I would imagine that story, exi- there are lots of faggots in every church. Yeah, and oh yeah, and, and that's the thing, with the, all the church abuse going on, that is a direct result of toxic masculinity, you could probably argue. Like, all these, all these men in power who are now abusing it for these sex crimes mm-hmm. and sex abuses, uh, I, I, I just have such a resentment toward, because now that I've discovered that any sex that doesn't feel... Um, uh, that feels uncomfortable to talk about that a person might want is out there to get consensually. And there mm-hmm. are other people that would like to participate with you in those kinds of different ways of having sex. And mm-hmm. I just, re- that's upsets me so much that these men uh, work in these churches and they refuse to just go about it in a healthy way. And then they abuse these poor kids, you know, I think, um, yeah. I think that also has a lot to do with like sexual repression. Oh, well, yeah. fem- oh, the, yeah. the repression of the feminine, yeah. I mean, like specifically, Christianity has totally stomped down feminine, the feminine aspect of the human being, and yeah. just risen up the masculine to God. Because our, if you're born in America, God is a white dude on a fucking throne. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, these, you know, there's no engaging in that. And well, I mean, that's not to say that that nuns, you know, there isn't just there isn't you know this type of shady shit going on with the nunneries. Like it's there, oh yeah, and it, but it's so like in, on both sides of it. I mean, it's you can't you can't sexuality is something you can't repress. Let's you know. All right, on that note, sexuality is something you can't repress. We have about four and a half minutes 
I want to make sure that everyone is um, able to like promote their stuff. Uh, so, uh, Patrick, what oh, do you yeah. got coming up? How can uh, people find you? I, I would love for people to check out my wife and I. We have a podcast called Who Cares About Ross and Patrick. Uh, her name is Ross. Uh, and the, yeah, on our show, we just talk about all these very similar topics and our, and our marriage and our uh, outside relationships and comedy and pop culture. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, my last, my name is Patrick Holbert, but my Instagram name is the whole bear report. Uh, I'm trying to ride Stephen Colbert's That's coattails great. still. Yeah. Uh, nothing so wrong with that. The whole bear report on Instagram. All right. And uh, Viva Vidalia. Cool. You can find me on Instagram as Viva Vidalia and on Facebook as Viva Vidalia. I also have a show on Wednesdays, I host a karaoke at Boxer's Hills Kitchen. Please come. It's a lot of fun. It starts Ooh, at 9. Great. Um, I also do a show called A Lady and a Clown, hosted by Lilith Lafay, who's the lady mm. and me, the clown, in drag. It's a good old-fashioned nice. happy hour drag show. It happens at Rock Bar on Fridays, um, and we're actually turning it into a podcast real soon. Fuck yeah. Um, a, I, a visual I will podcast. Have to, I will have to come to that. Yeah, so we're going to be recording. Well, so the podcast is going to be on YouTube and stuff. Oh, nice. Um, but, yeah, so keep a lookout for that. Follow me on the social media. And what time are you going on tonight at the vault? Oh, right. That's yeah. tonight. Uh, that is a late show. It's going to start at 11. Uh, it. My special guest is uh, this drag queen I'm obsessed with named uh, Shanid This Gig. Oh, <laughs> I've heard of her. Oh, Shanid This name. Gig. Oh, yeah. So, uh, that is a great name. I am obsessed with her. Um, and like, she will be there, and we're going to be performing, and I'm going to ask her a bunch of questions that are probably really inappropriate. Fuck. Oh, my God. And that's God. on McKibben, you said? Yeah, 248 McKibben go. Street. And also, just go to the vault every day of the week. They're a brand new yeah. queer space, and uh, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Cheap drinks, great bartenders, super friendly. Sometimes there's... Uh, Sometimes there's fucking uh, naked parties. And, well, there's that naked happens. parties, but also like if you go early, like you you can play fucking Smash Bros, bro. <laughs> you know, yeah, bro. Josh brings his fucking Switch in, and everyone can play. It's great. And there's Jenga and stuff. <laughs> uh, my name is Juno Tempest, uh, your host of Sad Trainee Poetry Hour here every Sunday from four to five p.m. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, I'll update everyone on genre reassignment. Our next guest on September 16th is going to be Jess Tom, an amazing uh, Asian-American a trans mask comedian. They're so great. They Jess are. Is very, very funny. Yeah. So um, up next, we have Reciprocity Radio hosted by Amanda McLeod. Stay tuned. For that, um, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I love you all. See you next week. Next week.